Well, hey you, hello there, every person everywhere. Well, hello there, this is Lynn. I'm your host for Every Person Everywhere, stuff you can relate to. So, as I sort of alluded to with our last episode, there's a lot of things that exist purely in memory for a lot of us. And that's something that I think about a lot, because a lot of people take memories for granted. I myself am not usually the most sentimental person from obtaining and retaining items perspective, but everybody has at least one or two massive memories from their life that they treasure the most. And so, my question of the day to you is... What is your most favorite memory? And what is your worst memory? So, quite assumedly, my least favorite memory would have to be the passing of my father. But the opportunities that he's afforded me created a lot of favorite memories for me. One of them was that experience I got to have with him when I was down in St. Thomas in the United States Virgin Islands. That was pretty cool. I would say the next one would probably have to be when we went to Florida together as a family. Now, my mother and father didn't go on this trip, but rather it was a rather angsty 14-year-old me with my aunt, which was my mom's sister, and it would have also been her daughter and her daughter's son, who is my cousin, who's about 11 years younger than me. So at this point in time, I think we were celebrating his fifth birthday, maybe sixth. I don't really remember. I think it might have been his fifth, though. And... It was very hot, like I said before in the previous episode. I'm not much of a person for heat or warm weather. We went for my cousin's birthday, and his birthday is in July. So we went to Disney World and SeaWorld and all of that in July, or so was the plan. Now, me being the person that I was back then, I still didn't like being away from my parents I still didn't like being away from home. I was still very neurotic. I was still very anxious, very introverted. Heck, I'm still kind of neurotic and introverted, but I can manage it for the sake of doing cool stuff and going cool places. I can just kind of ride out the adrenaline high the entire time I'm there or working my way towards going to wherever that might be in the world, but not this time. So One of the memories I had before we start getting into my international memories was going down to Florida and being so over it within the first 24 hours that my aunt actually put me on a plane to come back home. So, the first solo flight I ever took in my life, soon to be followed in the next decade by many, many more solo flights, was during the summer on my way back from Florida by myself because I didn't want to be there in the heat. I missed my then-girlfriend back home. Spoiler alert, it was puppy love. We broke up, like, a week later after I got back. 
and I was just kind of sad that my mom and dad weren't there beside me. I've obviously since learned from this experience, but I'll never forget the conversation I had with the person on the plane next to me. He was probably about 13 years older than me and traveling to DC for work and to study French. And I remember him telling me, so why in the world would you give up a family vacation just because of a girl missing mom and the heat? You're gonna regret that. Well, he's right, I did. But also, jokes on him, we all went as a massive family and went to Key West the following year. Now, this would be my second of third trip to Florida. At that point in time, we had gone to Legoland, we had gone to Orlando, the Universal Studios, because my family lives in Orlando and we stayed with them the entire time. And we would get to go to Key West and see the southernmost point of the United States. That was pretty cool. So, my favorite memory from that trip was accidentally putting Universal Studios on lockdown. Now, you might be wondering, how does that happen? Well, I'll tell you. So, I went to the recently opened Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Orlando's Universal Studios. That same night, I'd go back and see my first uh, Mosh Pit concert. It was Hell Yeah. Rest in peace, Vinnie Paul. Um, but I gave my mother my little phone to keep in her purse because I didn't want it falling out of my pocket on the roller coaster. I didn't have cargo shorts that zipped up or Velcroed securely enough for my liking. So it was just a better idea for her to hold on to my phone so it didn't fly out. Right. So I get on this roller coaster. And it's an amazing roller coaster. I believe it was the Dueling Dragons. So it was the only roller coaster in Wizarding World of Harry Potter at this point in time. Long before the Gringotts escape and the Hogsmeade ride ever happened. And so, I get off the ride. I look to the bench that my mom said she was sitting on. And, much to my dismay, she was not. Or so it appeared because there was a sea of people in front of her. After all, it was summer, it was busy. Actually, no, I lied. I think it was April around this time. But still, it's Universal Studios and it's Disney World. These two are gonna be very busy around this time of year. So she was lost in the deluge of people somewhere. And I just remember thinking, wow, I really need to find her so I can get my phone and so we can continue enjoying our day. Now, my aunt, who was our chauffeur for the trip, didn't come in with us because she was having massive back pain and sciatica that day. She was in the car taking a little siesta, a little power nap, if you will. And so I walk up to the security guard that's dressed as a prefect because it's, you know, the wizarding world of Harry Potter. And I say, excuse me, Mr. Prefect, I seem to have misplaced my mother. Is it okay if I use your cell phone so I can call her so she can come find me? Now this was 2011. And for those of you that are unaware, this was like literally the last year before nationwide calling for free happened. So to call a different area code, you had to have a special phone plan or you had to pay, I think it was an extra five cents per minute you were on the phone or something like that. So nobody had an out of state dialing phone. 
at that point in time, except for the head of security. So they call the head of security so I can call my mother, and I get a hold of her, and he gets to talking to me, and explains to me that anytime a kid under the age of 18 gets lost in any way, shape, or form, the park closes and every section closes until that kid is found. So even though my mother, who wandered 90 feet in my direction after the phone call, was in my direct vicinity, and I was very much not lost, just a confused 16-year-old, because I was unchaperoned and unsupervised, they had to put the park on lockdown and nobody could enter or leave for the five minutes that I was, quote, lost, unquote. And so that happened. That was funny. Now the rest of the trip went by without a hitch. We had lots of good food. We made lots of pictures, lots of memories. There was an orange tree in my aunt's backyard, so we picked lots of fresh oranges to have peaches, cream, and oranges for breakfast pretty much every single day. And Florida became a place that I would remember fondly. Not because of Florida man or because of Florida woman or the things associated to those individuals as such, but because that's where my family is. When not in Pennsylvania, they're in Florida. At least the ones that I know of, the ones that are most important to me. We'll get to another one in another episode. My third adventure to Florida was when I was 18, and we pretty much did all of the same stuff. But it was a bit more relaxed because everybody was getting older. We still went to Key West. We still went to Legoland. We still saw a concert at Universal Studios. It was very cool. I have lots and lots of pictures in a photo album just for Florida. I would say that photo album is probably a good 500 photos deep on Facebook. I took a lot of photos as a teenager, but you also have to remember, living in a quiet, sleepy suburb in the middle of south-central Pennsylvania, that's your highlight for not just that month, but that year, and probably the year after that as well. So, I would say one of my favorite memories from being a teenager, at least early on, has to be being able to, although very broke, afford the ability to go and see my family and spend time with them and catch up with them in South Central Florida. So, the next question I would like to ask you all to reflect upon is, what kind of opportunities have you had that you otherwise didn't think you'd be able to have? How did you procure these events? these memories how did you afford it obviously money is a big issue for a lot of people so you guys must have done something right you had to have my family was very poor after my father passed so we didn't have a lot but we were very resourceful and when we found out that we could fly in the middle of the year from Florida to Harrisburg from Harrisburg to Florida for 55 to 60 bucks per person we made it work we made it happen I still had some state benefits from my father's passing and some inheritance from him so I just used that and that funded my trip to Florida and that was also the first time I noticed that I would get very financially resourceful which will become a recurring theme in subsequent episodes but, anyhow, 
I will leave it at that. Let us reflect together on what our favorite memories were and how we were able to speak them into existence. And for now, I will leave it with some beautiful and soothing silence.